<clears throat> Damn, I forgot to warm my voice up. Damn, we're live. Just kidding. Hello. There he is, Jason Kleba. Good morning. That was easy. Am I? That was easy. Good morning. How you guys doing? Dude, you look lean. Hey, it's the lighting. I got the lighting going on here. Holy shit, you look lean. Are you getting ready for a jiu-jitsu tournament? Dude, I actually, uh, I'm, I'm not, but I, I need to be. I was training down at Jocko's gym, and I, I hurt my knee a little bit, but I'm, uh, I'll be fine. I'm all good. Oh, oh what do you mean you hurt it? Dude, I was in an open guard position, so um, are we live right now? We're live. We are. We are. Yeah. Hey, but I don't think your mic's working, Jason. I think that I think the audio is getting picked up from your computer. I think. Well, let's try it. All right. How's that? Better? Oh yeah, much better. Yeah, now it sounds good, right? Yeah, you um, were. It sounded like we caught you taking a deuce, but now you're in the studio, <laughs> dude. So, um, yeah, you know, I was in an open guard position. So basically, I was I was laying, you know, kind of sitting on my butt, laying on my back. And a guy was trying to, sounds weird, but he's trying to pass my guard and just kind of hit me from the side of the knee. Um, but yeah, I had some great roles, dude. It was incredible. I was down at Victory MMA with Jocko and his crew. Um, so it was definitely worth the little knee knee, knee sprain now getting back at it. But that's why I had to, um, so I had to miss uh, the second open workout. So basically I did the first open oh, workout. Oh, Yeah. So I did the first open workout. I really enjoyed it. Second one came up and then I happened to be rolling like the day of, and then dude, I just could not be doing shuttle runs and a heavy thruster with a busted knee. So, um, is it just bruised? You think, or you think something actually stretched or tore? Uh, Kelly Surratt thinks it's just like a sprained knee. So I'm not too, I'm not too concerned about it. It's just, it's enough where like, dude, I'm not trying to win the, the open to mess up my, you know, I I don't, I don't want to mess up my knee anymore. So I'm good. Just taking some time. All good. This dude, this is the dude. Oh, dude, he's a badass. This guy. Yeah, dude. You don't know who Jocko is? Come I mean, on. I do. I do. I just wanted to make sure. And I, I know I, I usually when people say his name, they say the whole name. Jocko Will. Oh, it's Will Links. I thought it was Will Licks. It's like it's like Jocko Willick. So, oh. yeah, he's got a bunch of things going on. But we were just down at his gym and I was training with um, him and his guys. So, yeah, it was all good. Hey, um, does he own a CrossFit gym? Dude, so, uh, so interestingly enough, inside Victory MMA. Mm-hmm. so victory mma is i actually dude it was incredible so what's incredible about it is that their price point's pretty low um i've never seen anything like it actually it's an old racquetball court uh club kind of like where i started in the fitness space but it was converted into having jujitsu um muay thai uh etc but they also have a very small crossfit box that's like Dude, it's it's old school, man. I'm gonna try and help them out with it. You know, maybe give them some like, like they don't have any air bikes in there. Um, it's 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 old school for sure. Yeah, this is it. Oh, they got girls there. <laughs> that's, that's that's the CrossFit space. Yeah. Oh, is that is that rig set up like that? Those bars. It still, it still looks the exact same. Hundred percent. It's great. Oh wow. Um, it reminds me of what's his, uh, uh one of the places where I I, I watched you work out once in Austin, China Chow. The Gibings at CrossFit Malpitas. Yeah. Yep. It's an old racquetball court converted into a CrossFit gym. So that's eight hundred square feet of excellence right there. Hey, did Austin have two courts though? Was he balling? Dude. So he he started off with one, and then you know we uh were balling, and so we broke we broke down some uh we opened some doors, and then got into the second one. 
didn't I visit a facility that you had one time that was like 50,000 square feet and, and it was multiple racquetball courts? And yes. So we, we had one. Have that. No, that one. So that one was next to the, um, remember that one was next to the casino and, uh, all was good, uh, and uh, that location was amazing. We had indoor diving. We had judo. We had – dude, you know, it's funny. I brought this up on a podcast the other day. One time, I don't know if it was Dale Sarin, I think, came with his crew, and they did LARPing in the gym, like on a Saturday. They did it a oh. few times, I think. Um, we had all kinds of shit that went down at that gym, but uh, no, we don't have any more. The casino went away, and the riff, you know, it, it got pretty rough over there. And basically, we just we could not continue um, on a month month lease. Um, not to get all businessy, but you know, when you have a business and you you're on a month to month lease, I mean, that's not a good way to run it because you can't make investments into the property because you don't know if your landlord is going to kick you out the following month. Uh, LARPing is, uh, when you role play and he would dress up as a knight, right? I know it sounds like some fucked up shit. Live action role play. Oh, uh, live action. For. Yeah. Dude. I mean, bro, I walked in there and just, just, you just hear just walk. Like just, I mean, dude, the, the swords, when they hit the other metal, it was, yeah, anyways, it was good reminiscing on that. Yeah. That shit, that shit was, uh, that shit was crazy. I mean, literally they hit each other full, full contact with the, um, steel, uh, mallet or a sledgehammer into some dude's head. Yeah. 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 Um, dude, I didn't realize, I, I always forget that you guys have comments and that this is a live podcast. So good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing crazy. Uh, everybody's doing good. I saw that Jason has crazy energy. Hey, I worked out in the garage this morning with my daughter, got my coffee on. I'm feeling good. Ready to rock. You already worked out with your daughter every day. Yeah. 6 a.m holy cow does she is it easy getting her up at that time yeah surprisingly she's easier to get up than i mean my son's very difficult to get up um but yeah ava uh every morning we we train in the garage we keep the workouts between 10 to 15 minutes this morning she did um intervals of eight cal ski and then um dt so five deadlifts with dumbbells five hang cleans five push press dang um, and she did that for eight minute amrap um, this morning. And then while she normally does that, um, I always ride the C2 bike, um, or work on mobility or whatever. Dude, that's crazy. My, uh, my kids, uh, I, I, every morning when I come in here, they're, they're asleep out cold. Yeah. I mean, dude, I don't know. <laughs> like, my daughter has like an hour long, like routine before she goes to school. So she likes, and then normally we, we plunge. Um, but my, I, I, I got to refill the plunge. Cause I was gone for a week. I was, in she plunges up. too. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. It's actually been um, incredibly uh, profound on her um, on her mindset. It's been probably one of the biggest things that I've noticed for the kids is um, the the cold plunge and how it impacts her mindset. Tell me more about that. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Tell me, tell me, tell me what's going on. Give me no details too small. So you have an ice bath and she gets in it for how long? So we have what's called. And how did you um, get her to do it the first time? So we have a, a product. It's 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 called the plunge, and the reason. So I've also had other products, but I just didn't find myself using them because we originally had like a giant Yeti cooler that we would put ice in. It just was a, a really difficult situation because it wasn't designed for that, right? So you'd have to go buy ice because I don't have an ice maker. Then you'd have to keep it clean, and it just was like it just seemed wasteful too because I'd like fill it with water, use it for like a week, and then have to. Re it just seemed not the right way. So the, the cold plunge, um, yep, that one, um, God, was actually on shark, that was actually on shark tank and 
buddy of ours, Ryan owns it, co-founder of it. They're actually out of Sacramento area. And so we got one of those. And what we do is we keep it at 55 degrees, 53 to 55 degrees. Um, Right now it's currently at 55. We go as low as 53 and it doesn't sound that cold, but it's pretty cold. And we go in for um, anywhere. We go in for three to five minutes. So I go in for five minutes. The kids go in for three. And um, yeah, essentially the, the way we came up with it is that, um, you know, Santa Cruz ocean is, you know, it could be as low as like what, 50 degrees, I think. And so the way I figured it is like, it's like throwing the kids in the ocean for three minutes. Um, and dude, I'm telling you, man, the, the mental resilience to not want to do it, then they get in. Then when they get out, they're just like in a completely different mood. So when I find the kids are being like, you know, if there's ever like a state of depression or a state of like, um, anxiety or, or whatever, I found that it's been helpful for me and for the kids. Yeah. Crazy. I need to get one of those. Uh, you, uh, I don't, uh, um, that, that plunge looks amazing. I was looking at this one that, uh, Josh has too, the other day, he has this thing called King cool. Oh yeah. There's a, there's a few it other brands. gigantic. Yeah. There's a few other brands. I, I look, I, I mean, I'm a big advocate for it. Um, I think it's been, it's been a, it's been a good, good component for, for my life. I mean, I have a sauna and I have a cold plunge. I think the cold plunge is easier to use. Not because it's easier, just because it's so much shorter. You just jump in for three to five minutes, boom, you're you're ready to rock. Um, uh, you, you they know not to pee in there. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you told them, hey, don't pee in it. Too small, too small. This oh, isn't oh, a pool. Don't pee in it. Funny you mentioned that. I mean, not yeah. the pee, but I I would um I used to have a lot of guys come by the house um who are training for like uh, ADCC and and different big jujitsu matches, and dude, if people don't um. Typically, if I have people come over after we work out or whatever, I'll have them rinse off with a hose before they jump in. Um, even though there's filter and whatever, it just it gets dirt in it. Like if you're like, I don't know, if I'm running a trail in Los Gatos and I go jump in the thing, it, it's kind of gross. So yeah, we we hose that, off. Right? That thing does have a filter. So how often do you change the water in that? Oh, dude, yeah, it's it's legit. It's like a it's like a jacuzzi, like you know, like uh, whirlpool. Yeah, it has a filtration system. It's got some chemicals in it, just in terms of like you know, chlorine or whatever. Um, I change the water like once every month. How much is that thing, Caleb? Is that thing five grand? Five grand. Damn. The one the one that Josh Bridges has is like ten grand, eleven grand. Yeah, they have an Excel version that's a little bit more expensive, and they have a hot cold, which I wouldn't recommend. Uh, the reason why the hot cold is there is because people on the East coast or different areas, it was freezing. And so they actually had to like, like if they left it outdoors, cause mine's outdoors in California, it's not a big deal, but in other States, it would actually get too cold below what people wanted. So there's a heater function on it to heat up the water a little bit. Hey, did it snow at your house last week? Uh, it's snow. Well, I was out of town, but yeah, it's, it's snow, all, I don't know. Right? It, yeah. It was, it was snowing over the 17. I'm, I'm close by that. Yeah, it's absolutely bizarre. Hey, um, uh, so you when you go to these places like with Jocko and you roll with them, are you, you're comfortable? Yeah. So in this particular case, when I went to Jocko's gym, I got invited. Um, how, how long have you been doing jujitsu, Jason? Six, seven years. Yeah. It, it, was there a point where it was weird? You would go to a gym and you're like, "Shit, I'm not sure if I really know jujitsu." And then you're like, "Oh, actually, I guess I do know jujitsu." Well, I mean, in this particular case, you know, I got invited, um, JP Dinnell, he's a former Navy SEAL. He's on the echelon front side with leadership with Jocko. And so, um, I've been talking to them a lot. And so I felt comfortable. We, you know, but I just jumped into a class and then I pulled off and we did something on our own. Um, yeah, I'm comfortable. Um, I think that, uh, I'm at a point in my journey that 
I, I, I could, I could regulate the intensity. Um, you know, it takes a while to get that way, but it takes about a year, I think in jiu-jitsu to be able to regulate that, which is why, you know, my least favorite people to roll with are, you know, large athletic white belts. It just, they're, they're just so out of control. So yeah, I'm at a point where I feel more controlled. I actually had a friend roll with you in, in like your first few months. And he said it was scary. He said, it, he, and this guy's a really good Brown belt. He goes, yeah, you got to be fucking really careful with that dude. I go, why? He goes, he's so fucking strong. And he's just fucking will come out there and something weird will happen. So yes. In your buddy's defense, like yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know. And I wanted to try and be a good training partner. I just didn't know, you know, yeah, he wasn't bad mouthing you, by the way. He wasn't like, Hey, he's a fucking spaz. He wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, but it's just in the beginning, you don't know how to control yourself. And then um, you start playing off the other person. So when you start feeling restricted, you start getting a little aggressive. And it's just, anyways, after like a year of jiu-jitsu, then you start kind of mellowing out a little bit. Hey, have you had to switch gyms? Have you had, at the original gym you started at, did you ever, have you peaked out at where you're at and then ever had to be like, okay, I've been here a year and I should have probably left like six months ago or a year I've, I've maxed out this place? Yeah, you know, the difference between CrossFit and jiu-jitsu is, in CrossFit, you know, I'm a big believer that every member every day should be receiving the same experience, whether you're elite, brand new, or whatnot. And I think sometimes we cater towards the newer people and we don't give any, we don't give as much attention to the people that have been there a while because you just assume they're going to keep coming back. But our members are one bad experience away from never coming back to our gym. Mm. And I think it's important to give even the elite in our gym some type of insight, guidance, support, something, and not just assume they're fine. But that same thing in jujitsu is a little bit different because I feel like in CrossFit, you could be elite, beginner, whatever. You could all work out. You could all get value for years and years and years. In jujitsu, the struggle is, is that training partners becomes a really big, important factor. So if you're trying to excel or if you're at a point where you're just mopping the floor with everybody at the gym, you know, sometimes you need to go find comp classes at other gyms or whatnot to give yourself a different stimulus and to find guys that are your size, your level. So I go to two different gyms. Um, sometimes for that reason, right? Not, not because I'm like mopping the floor, but just because it just gives you different looks. That's all. Yeah. With, with kids, um, my kids went to one gym for like three years and the first two years were amazing. And then the last year I was like, oh shit, like they're spending 15 minutes a week practicing tech falls and, and, and they shouldn't, there's absolutely no, there's no reason and, and just all sorts of shit like that. And yeah. I'm like, and I don't even do jujitsu and I'm like, okay. And then as soon as I switch them. Um, they just started exploding because then th the next level they went to, the instructors were talking to them like over their head. And so then they had to play catch up. But recently I took my kids to a gym in Arizona and there were three Brazilian black belts there running the gym. And I was like really nervous that like, do, do my, have my kids really been doing jujitsu? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, here's the test because Taekwondo, Taek, jujitsu, you can't fake jujitsu. It's not like, you know, Taekwondo, you can do it for six years and walk away with your black belt. Just check the boxes. Right. In some of those dojos. Um, it's not like that, but they went there and they fucking, the teacher's like, holy shit, these fucking kids are legit. I was like, Phew. because I think yeah. people can do martial arts for 10 years and just be like, oh shit, I was at the wrong gym and I wasted 10 years. Right. I mean, that happens frequently. Yeah, I'm sure it happens every now and then. I haven't seen it as much in jujitsu, especially with the, you know, jiu-jitsu is aggressive i mean it's yeah it's, it's aggressive not, yeah it's a lot i i love it though i mean obviously this isn't a podcast to preach on jiu-jitsu i'm just saying like if you're no, out there and you have not tried jiu-jitsu i think you're missing out and if you're a jiu-jitsu guy and you haven't been you know adding in at least some type of lifting protocol or whatnot i think you're missing out too what about I, I really, striking are you are you fucking around with any striking or kicking 
Yeah. So I did Muay Thai for a few years. Um, I have a basic framework of, you know, strikes, um, you know, that, that I work with my kids and that I, I train, I have a bag, I have tie pads, I have focus mitts. So I have a, a basic framework of, you know, hands, elbows, uh, knees, but I wouldn't call myself as proficient there as I am. I'm probably more proficient at this point on the ground, but I have a, a sparring background. Uh, do, do you, do you, uh, throw hands every week? Did you, I, 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 I use my bag in the garage, which is not the same as getting sparring. Um, I'm going to look to this summer. My, my intention is to maybe hire a, a boxing or Muay Thai coach once a week to spar with, or maybe just show up at the gym and start sparring yeah. just because, you know, I used to spar a lot and then I didn't I got, know that you did. Yeah. And then I got kicked in the face one time. And so, so you were in um, Muay Thai, you were sparring. Yeah. Wow, dude, I had no fucking idea. Crazy. Actually, we used to have it at the same gym, like way back in the day. Um, actually, before I got into CrossFit, I used to do Sancho, which is Chinese kickboxing, very similar to Muay Thai. I did it a lot. And Austin Begeebing and I, we both did it for years. Then I ended up doing it again later on. But was when Austin you, good at it? He looks long as shit. Yeah, he's he's got some long kicks. You know, yeah. you don't want to get front kicked by that guy. No, and kick no. So, but the, the problem was, is the reason why I stopped sparring is because at the time I was, you know, um, at the time I was going to school or whatnot and I, I, I would only spar like twice a week. And dude, when you, when you spar, like in jujitsu, you know, you might get tapped, you might get whatever, but in sparring, dude, when you get kicked in the face, it just fucking sucks. And so it kind of demotivated me, but I got to get back in the game. There was one particular kick that you got kicked in the face and you're like, time out. I'm taking a little break from this. After I got kicked in the face, I took a pause and then I ended up coming back and I did, you know, I've done a did lot you break of break your nose or get knocked out. Um, no, not that time. I have broken my nose. I have been knocked out, but not, not, not from that kick in the face. Um, what was it about that kick? Dude, it just, I don't know. Just something about it. Like I'm just, standing <laughs> it's, like, it's like almost like that. Uh, what's that movie? Uh, uh, rush hour where we, they're in that dojo and he just gets like, or like whatever, he just gets kicked in the face. That's yeah. what I felt like. I'm just sitting there, I'm ready to spar, and then boom, yeah. just anyways. Like a Will Ferrell movie. Yes, exactly. Crazy. <laughs> uh, 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 Kalipa is bringing the love and viewership up. Uh, nice. Well, good. Kalipa is bringing, oh, all right. That someone is. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah. Does he eat Snickers and drink Coke? I don't know who he's talking about, but not me. I can only imagine seeing a cleep of bear paw coming at my face. <laughs> uh, Jason, what's up with um? What's up with uh uh, uh Gordon and um and, oh and Craig God. Jones and and Nikki Rod? Are, are they having fun doing this, dude? Oh my gosh! So for those who aren't aware, um, I uh, dude, so so you got you got your friend. Skills. You're pretty close with Nikki, right? I'm I'm pretty close. I mean, I know all of them, and man, it is. It is just, dude. Have you seen what Craig Jones has been putting out? Oh, he's he's oh, amazing. He's dude, like he, a Saturday Night Live character. Well, he's I shouldn't disrespect him like that. He's he's like a skit character. He's amazing. Dude, I'm telling you, if if people in CrossFit actually text you this, like if there was a villain or a relationship like this in CrossFit, I think it would actually help the sport. I mean, dude, these guys, you know, they got Nikki Nikki Rod is one of the guys' names. This is Craig Jones, um, and then you oh, got. Did you see this video where this chick busted this? I watched this last night. Which one's this? This chick busts this dude's leg. He says, no chick will ever beat me. And she fucking snaps his fucking oh. knee. <laughs> Dude. Uh, anyway, sorry, go on. So tell, tell me about uh, what's going on. What's going on with Nikki and Gordon and Craig? Dude, so Gordon um, 
is, you know, the goat right now, right? In no gi jiu-jitsu. And he had a fight with uh, Felipe Pena, Pena. They have fought officially four, three times, three times. Pena has won twice. Gordon has won once. And they were going for match number four. And so they were talking some shit, getting ready for it. It was hyping up the fight. And Gordon's really good at that. And then like a few days before the fight, like a week before the fight, Gordon basically, you know, he has stomach issues and um, pulls out. And he's notorious for that, right? I mean, not notorious for pulling out, but he has some, he has some legit medical issues. He has some legit stomach issues and Nikki Rod jumps in, but then Nikki Rod and Gordon were having a bunch of beef because Nikki Rod basically, basically Gordon is calling him Nikki fraud. And then (laughs) Nikki's Nikki's on this kick to say he's natty and and Gordon's juice to the gills, right? Yeah, dude. It's just, you guys is, you, it's you a guys. pretty fun. It's pretty fun to watch. Do you think that the, that either of them are getting in the other one's head? I feel like they're both that they're not. Dude, I actually think it's either a they're like because they used to be training partners. So I think right. either a they're just doing what's good for the sport and hyping it up. Like this is actually a really good thing. Or b they really dislike each other. But, but I'm telling you, the uh, man, the videos from these guys are hilarious. So, so this is a bit, basically they've been accusing, uh, Gordon's accused, accuses Nikki Rod of lubing his body up, uh, before the matches. And this is them making fun of themselves. Is this, is this Craig Jones making fun of him? Yeah. We totally yeah. lube up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Craig Jones did like a huge, like apology, uh, video saying they donated to like this stomach problem. It's, uh, Hey Brandon, uh, he says, met Khalip in the bathroom at a restaurant during Rogue. Most awkward handshake ever. That's funny. Uh, what's up, man? Thanks for listening. Um, what happened wait. to – um? did you talk to Nikki about that when, when you oh, were with him a couple weeks? Appreciate that, Andrew. When you were uh, with him a couple weeks ago, do you talk about that? Do, do, you, do you bring up to Nikki, hey, what's the beef with you and Gordon or no? Nah, dude. I mean, look, I don't want to put him in a position where I just was like, hey, man, like, dude, so I've met Gordon. I've rolled with Gordon. Super nice guy has always been super cool to me. Um, Nikki Rod has always been good to me, always treated me really right. Um, I worked out with him. He's a, he's a beast dude. Um, and then, uh, you know, these other guys, I've never met, um, Penna, but, uh, I've met Craig Jones and uh, dude, everybody's super cool. They just got their beef going on. I actually think it's a good thing for the sport. It drives hype. Look at, um, look at, he just tosses that ball over, uh, his, uh, shoulder. Like it's nothing, bro. This guy, he's just got some natural athleticism. His movement overhead, you know, a lot of grapplers that I work with, their shoulder range of motion is just really poor because they're so used to being in this closed off kind of like wrestling position. And so when you when you get them to open up their shoulders, it makes a huge difference. Like for him, doing a devil's press or holding the dumbbell. How heavy is that bag, that ball right there? Is that a 50 or 60 or? No, that's a, um, that was a Don't 80. tell me that's a hundred, 80. No, that was 80. Yeah. What's this guy saying? Who's oh Christine saying? Damn it, Jason, focus. Yeah, sorry. I have what they call attention problems. No, um, just leave Jason alone. Don't don't listen to them. Dude, uh, so yeah. what about the, what about the footage? Just Nikki, why he's always letting his dick flop around in his shorts? Have you seen these videos he makes where like he's on like he, you can see his dick bouncing around in his shorts? He does that on purpose, right? Hey man, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to. Look at it. I, just, I don't know what you're looking at, but uh, you, know, hey, Caleb, you know what video I'm talking about? He's he's on the um he's on his driveway and he's wearing some boxers and you can see oh. his fucking sausage slapping around in his shorts. <laughs> Dude, yeah. he's probably more yeah. comfortable. He, maybe he's more comfortable. I don't know. 
Let me see where it is. He, he, uh, he was, he's on his driveway at his uh, house. We filmed a video a long time ago on the double under at the gym, uh-huh. and we had to refilm it because it was just too. Uh, it was just too, too much, much dick bouncing around. Too much, too much bouncing around. Wow, it's great. <laughs> Natty, Natty Rod. So, so you filmed a double under video, and you had too much dick bouncing around. Me? Yeah. No, I didn't. Who, who, who had the too much dick bouncing around in the double under video? Well, who the, was the, the double, oh, the, the, oh, no, this is Alex Rowan years ago. And then, you oh. know, Pat Barber, he would normally just free ball all the time. So he always had some something going some, on. Some dick moving around in his shorts. I, he, he was letting it ride. That needs to be a bigger trend. Dude, I can't do it. I, I didn't do. even, uh, I didn't even, Sevy's the only one watching that. I didn't even see him do any double unders. I just, I thought just, I only saw Dick the whole entire, uh, he did 200 Dude, double unders. I didn't see one. Truth is, I don't know how a guy works out. Uh, I mean, not to go off on a tangent, but like, oh, dude, I, you gotta have, you gotta have some type of compression. I mean, me so too. For me, I agree. I generally work out. Um, if I'm doing like something simple, I'll wear like, just like boxer briefs, but if I'm ready to, you know, get after it, I'm wearing compression shorts all day. You got to keep it tight. You know? Yeah. I wear, I wear these things that are kind of like tidy whiteies, but they're briefs. They're just really tight briefs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the compression feels good when you squat. I feel like I get an extra bounce. Um, but also I don't know how people do stuff when they're like, yeah, I don't know, man. Especially like if you're snatching or something. No, no, thank you. Hey, um, uh, Jared Perlmutter went to Orange Theory. Ja- oh, oh, you know what? I always called him Jared. I found out last night his name is Jared. Yeah, Jared Perlmutter. Right, no, I, yeah, I JP. Know. Yeah, he went to he. Um, yeah, he took a took a role at Orange Theory, and um, that's a kind of complicated how that all went down. But yeah, he. Um, yeah. Hey, does and does he still own a CrossFit gym? No, he sold that one. Great. It's, it's so crazy that he went there. You know, there was another uh, executive there at CrossFit who went to Orange Theory. Yeah, the, Jason, Jason uh, something. Dunlop. Yeah. Yeah, what, what a uh, – I, I just don't see the I, – I mean, I've never worked at Orange Theory. I just don't see the cultures having anything in common. When I saw Jason Dunlop's um, – uh, he he wrote something about how excited he is to go work at, at at Orange Theory and like help the brand. It was like the antithesis of everything that you're supposed to say, you know, about helping people and getting people fitter. And it, it was crazy. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I look at it a little bit differently. Like my tell opinion me, is, is that yeah, these guys are professionals. They're trying to provide for their family. They're trying to, you know. They're, this is their career. This isn't a game to them. You know, this is something that, and if they feel like they're at an organization and they don't feel like it's the organization, like, I, I think that the problem, the, the the struggle, and I know some people are talking about reaffiliation here. Let's talk about it. The struggle with CrossFit, and I think it's something that's really important to note, is that, dude, you could love the community. You could love the methodology. You could be all about that shit, 100%. But, you know, it is a business. And if you are part of the business or if you don't align with where the business is going, it doesn't mean you're anti-CrossFit. It just means that you're trying to do what's best for the people that depend on you. And in, for these people, it's their families. It's their whoever else. So if they don't feel trajectory or growth at CrossFit HQ, it doesn't mean that they're anti-CrossFit. It just means that they see potential somewhere else. And, you know, they want to impact lives through that route. Uh, maybe I'm being soft about it. It's just the reality. No, is no, like- no. I think everything you're saying is right. But it's like this. If you work somewhere, and, and I don't know what it's like to work at CrossFit now, but if you work somewhere and it has certain values, and then, and then you switch places that don't have that values and you're compromising your values. But I saw that he had a he, him in there. And that makes me think that he got something wrong with his thinking process anyway. I, but, but, and I'm friends with him. I like him. 
but but when I see that, I just see fucking closed-minded bigot. That's my immediate so, reaction. Yeah. So and I'd I'd say that, you know, if your goal, so what's your goal, right? If you're if you're a professional in the fitness space, your goal is to impact people through fitness. Your goal right. is to provide for your family, right? And if right. you are not gaining traction or or growth in an organization, dude, I just think we have to give these guys like, and maybe people are gonna be like, hey, fuck you, Jason, whatever. It's just like, look to me. It's oh, really, I think you sound compassionate. I think you sound compassionate. And I think you sound I, compassionate. I am compassionate because, dude, at the end of the day, like you can still love CrossFit and believe it's the best way to get people in shape. It doesn't mean that if there's no opportunities from a from a growth perspective, it doesn't mean you might have to go take another opportunity from a business perspective to provide for your family. Like, dude, that's your future. That's your livelihood. You got to send your kids to college. And if you don't have trajectory with the organization, it doesn't mean you can't still support right, CrossFit right. and love CrossFit. You know, like, right. I, just, I think the, the, the struggle is, is like, you know, CrossFit's impacted a lot of people's lives. And so when you do anything that, you know, seems anti-CrossFit, you seem like you're like, and I understand how people I don't are think orange theory is anti-CrossFit, by the way. Yeah. yeah it's just, a di- it's a different path, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I mean? I, um, I, in, in, in going along the same lines of what you're saying, I can think of a dozen affiliates who've told me that they were going to close. Hey, I'm just not going to do this anymore. Then they have a client that um, they cure of type two diabetes and then they get purpose and they stay open another year. And then after that they close. Right. So, That's right. so there is that and when I was just actually talking with Susa quite extensively about that, you probably have had this too, where there's these moments where you're like, you want to close, but, but you feel like you're helping so many people. You can't. Dude. So one of the, and, and that's I, real. And, and that's a fucking, that's a pretty crazy place to be in. I hope that anybody listening right now, if you get proposition to take over your gym, because the owner right now, more than ever, there's more CrossFit gyms that are switching ownerships. If you get propositioned, or if you think that it's a good idea to take over your gym with a group of people in your gym, because you know, the owner is going to close it. And the only reason why you want to keep it open is because you don't want to lose your community of 50, hundred, yeah. whatever members. Yeah, that's real. That's a real feeling you're talking about. Please take a deep breath and realize that is not a good reason to continue that business. It is just going to delay the inevitable. If you're treating like a hobby and not like a business, what's better off for the overall community? And this is like, I'm talking 10,000 foot view. What's better off is that that location shuts down. Those members go to other CrossFit gyms that do treat it more like a business so that they could stay there sustainable for the next 10, 20, 30 years to come. What's not good is a group of five people taking it over. No one makes any money. They treat it like a hobby and Mm -hmm. it ends up devaluing the overall product of CrossFit. Like, I'm a big believer that as a whole in an industry, and one of the reasons why we can talk about reaffiliation with CrossFit is that I want to see CrossFit thrive. And I think that affiliates need to continue to treat it more like a business. And we got to stop thinking that just because you treat it like a business, you're anti-community or you're anti-coaching. No. The more mean treat it like a business. I don't think treating it like a business means compromising your integrity, your values, or your morals. No, I'm saying you got to, like, for example, if if I, if you're a full-time lawyer, and part-time gym owner, but your coaches don't show up on time. They, you know, you don't answer your phones. You don't answer your emails. Mm-hmm. You're giving a poor experience. Like what happens is what we should all be afraid of in the CrossFit space is people that own CrossFit gyms that don't treat it like a business. The reason for that is that when new people, they finally get the courage to call a CrossFit gym. They don't get an answer back for four days. They don't get an email back for four days. They go in for their first experience and the coach is coaching. The guy just says, hey, you know, come back later, whatever. 
we need to have their first experience and every experience as premium as possible to raise the bar of what people expect when they go into a CrossFit gym. It's really important because that will create a legacy for the next decade, two decades for consistency. I, I, I'm not saying two wrongs make a right here, but yeah. more and more these franchises that used to be great, like Starbucks, like um, 15 years ago, you couldn't work, walk into a dirty Starbucks. Now it's like, now it's 50, 50. Right. And so it, it, my thing is like when CrossFit first started, there's a low barrier to entry, which was really good for so many reasons. But over the years, the inconsistency became a problem and it is a problem today. And so as affiliate owners, we all need to hold each other accountable to rise the tides because that's only going to set the tone for the next decade. Or otherwise, you're going to stay where you're at. Where there's inconsistencies. You go to one gym, you might do 200 GHD sit-ups in, in a day. You go to another gym, it might you know be in a – you just there's inconsistencies. We need to try and just get a little bit a little bit more professional. Let, let me let me propose this idea to you. When I hear the word prof- professional, I'm 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 triggered. I'm like, yeah, oh, it, fuck. Dude, so I'm but, trying to trigger you. I don't want you to come fight triggered, me. But, completely but, triggered. Send my boys over to your house. I'm triggered, and and I know that's my issue. That's totally my problem. <laughs> but here's the thing: more and more, like I see pl- a, a place like Rich Froning's place, and I yeah. would say, it got, you know, we all know it's professional as all get out. But way before their professionality is their values. They put their values ahead of their profession, I think, from what I see. You mean uh, like and in terms I, of like religion? You're, you're talking like – Well, I think their values all. come from their religion, but right. I don't think that they're uh, religious values. Meaning sure. they're values that like um, – like I, I, I view Rich as a role model for myself in terms of his values even though I'm not religious. Like okay. I, I like the way he carries himself. I like the way he treats other people. I like – you know what I mean? Yeah, me and too. I, I would prefer gyms put their values. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just playing semantics here. But that word professionalism, it just sounds um, – those are the things like uh, the, the, when it's in vogue to do things. Okay, this month we put the BLM flag up. This month we put the Ukraine flag up. We, we put the signs on our, our bathrooms that say gender neutral. Like we do things that like add no value. Don't stick to our values and and we're doing it because it's the professional thing to do as opposed to maybe your value is a treat people like how you would want to be treated, right? Like that's a fucking great value. And dude, I think values are incredible, right? right? Obviously you need to have core values. Like I have a core values. We have a mission and a vision. We have a company that believes in these things, right? Right. For us. And obviously. What's one of the values for NC fit? Like what, like what would one of your values be? I'll never settle. Right. Is like, okay. Uh, yeah. I like it. Culture first, you know, uh, you know, t- so let's what just, does that mean? Culture first? Well, like we want hey, to hi to everyone. Cause that's part of our culture. Make eye contact, like yeah, that like, kind of like, stuff. But that's also part of professionalism. So like, my thing is, I think, I think we need to get rid of this idea so that, and this is a really important theory that we could talk about. We could debate. If you don't make, you cannot give. If you don't make, you cannot give. I just got done with an annual fundraiser for pediatric cancer. If the individuals that came there to donate didn't make, they have nothing to give towards the things they care about. So if you're a business and you're a CrossFit and you don't make, how do you give more to your coaches to provide them a professional career, right? How do you provide for your own family? And then how do you then give more opportunities for your members to then thrive? And then later, go give back to the things you really care about. But so making money in CrossFit needs to be broken down that it's not a bad thing. It right, is a right. is a tool right. that you can go do really good things with, including we got to get the base of what 
coaches get paid up so that yes, they- I agree. I want every gym owner. I, I, I think it's disgusting that gym owners don't make way more money and, 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 and coaches. It's Dude, crazy. We did people- that show with Chris Cooper where I just showed like, Hey motherfucker, don't be 150 for a gym membership is not expensive. What do you, do you want your coach to live in poverty? How much do you think the average CrossFit gym owner makes right now? In the book that I saw, um, uh, that Chris Cooper put out, like the state of the union, it was, it was under 30,000. It was like 22 or 26,000 a year. Exactly. Right? So how do you create a sustainable model off CrossFit? If the leader at the organization is making not HQ, I'm talking about at the affiliate level is making 30 grand a year. What can that individual then provide for their coaches to pay? And then therefore what type of service can yeah. you provide? Yeah, so what that. I'm saying is that when we talk about values and things like that, of course, those are critical. But we need to also discuss how do we create a system where these owners make more money so that they could pay more money so that they could provide a better service to their members. That's We're in alignment there. We want to provide the best service because if we don't have these conversations, Savon, CrossFit will not get to its potential. If Don wants to reach 30 million people, we need to have the average service level increase so that more people tell more people about how excellent CrossFit is. And my thing is a part of that, a piece of that, is that we need to treat it more like a business, which is more professional, you know, make sure we have clear guidelines about how we want our classes to be coached, how our coaches want to perform and act so that this way more people come in the door and they stay in the door so we can generate more revenue. We can give more back to coaches. It's just a cyclical thing. So when I'm talking about business, those are the factors I'm thinking about. I mean, Savon, how many gyms have you been to where you call ahead? I mean, dude, I called six gyms last week. Not one of them answered their phone. That's wow. simple shit we're talking about. I'm not trying to like reinvent the wheel here, right. you know? A caller, hi. Hey, Simon, I just want to share a quick story, uh, Jason. Okay. By the way, I really appreciate okay. your patience. You're the best. You're already the best caller we've ever had for being so patient. Uh, don't fuck it up. Don't let it. You can only go down. Okay, I'm out. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it was uh, probably about two or three years ago. He'll probably remember this. Um, I emailed him because I had a coworker that was dying of cancer. And I asked him, could he send a, a quick little like video to kind of motivate uh, my coworker just to, to kind of through his fight. This coworker was a huge crossfitter, went to all the games, like his heart followed athletes. And Jason was one of his favorite guys. So uh, I didn't tell my coworker this, that this was going on. And then maybe a week later, uh, my buddy calls me and says, Hey, you're never going to believe who sent me a, a like a motivational uh, video. And I said, Oh, who is that? And he goes, Oh, Jason Klepa. And uh, you totally made his day. He, he eventually uh, succumbed to cancer, but it was his second fight. But the moral of the story is like doing the right thing when nobody's looking, like the definition of integrity. Like that's what Jason did by doing that. Nobody knew that he even did that. He didn't share it. He didn't post it. He didn't toot himself on you know, his own horn. But he uh, made someone's day that was uh, struggling through a really difficult time. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear about your friend. That's, I, I've sent you know, more messages like that than I wish, than, than I, wish I could, right? Like, I, I wish I never had to send those messages. I'm really sorry to hear that news. So thanks for- Yeah, but he, he was uh, it, it really, really made his day, though, Jason. So, like, I mean, you made his day a little bit better. And uh, he was still CrossFit all the way to the end. Help us build a corporate gym at work just because uh, everyone told us we didn't have space to do it and he made it happen. So uh, all those little things that you do uh, behind the scenes mean a lot to someone. One other thing, quick, Savon, if you don't mind, is uh, this is RB, by the way. Um, what you talked about on uh, as far as gyms and compensation and all that, 
if if I work at Jason's gym, I'm 22 years old. I want to be a fire, firefighter. My dream is to really be a fitness trainer. If I have no compensation, no 401k, no future in fitness, I'm going to walk where there's compensation. So a lot of really passionate employees are going to other careers because CrossFit gyms aren't offering them opportunity. So good for what he's doing. You're 22? No, I'm not. I'm 52. Uh, oh, but, I was like, what the I, fuck? No, well, no. When, I, when I worked, when I worked at, I worked at a gym when I was uh, in my early twenties. I was right. offered a GM GM role, and it, it was a really successful gym. Yeah, and uh, I ended up choosing a law enforcement career, knowing there was going to be compensation. Right. Um. So hey, and don't make it sound I, I like did, it's just Jason who wants to do that. I did a whole show with Chris Cooper, fucking saying how much more money uh, owners and coaches should get. You watch yourself. I, I listen to it. I listen to it all. all, right, all right. You're trying to make it like you're trying to make it sound like I'm getting a little defensive. You're trying to make it sound like Jason's like trying to help coaches, and I'm trying to fucking still put my foot on their neck. No, if I want, if I want to piss you off, I'll mention Pfizer. So yeah, I won't do that. And then I want, I want to hop off, otherwise Jeff Rowe and the crew will uh, slap me around. So anyway, thanks for doing what you're doing and keep doing it. See ya. Thank you. Yeah, um, you know, hey, ahead. just real quick, I want to. The, you know, Philip says, Greg preached about being a professional, keeping the bathroom clean. He said that was the most important thing. Um, he made the product excellent and the money will come not to chase money. So Greg and I agree in many, many ways on that, right? You, the product has to be good. And everything I'm talking about leads to a better product because you could take care of your coaches better. My thing is, Philip, is that just having an excellent product is not good enough. If that's the only thing, like if you're not as well as doing the other things. For example, following up with following up with new leads, having a system where you could integrate people into your into your membership. Like there are other factors. Like if you're a really good chef, it doesn't make you a good restaurant owner. You could be a, the fucking best chef ever. You can make the best pasta ever. You could be the best coach in the world, but it doesn't necessarily make you the best gym owner. What you could do is take those skills as the best coach ever and go find a great CrossFit gym and now you could earn huge potential. I'm just saying we have to differentiate. It's not only about the product on the floor. There's other factors about owning a gym, just there's other factors about owning a business in general. You, you know, uh, about this podcast is we do all these podcasts and we hardly make any clips. And the podcast is growing and growing and growing. It's growing at a, at, a, at a pretty crazy rate. But I always wonder, what if we made clips? What if we had the resources to do that? Right. And it reminds me of what you're saying about a chef or a gym. We don't, what if we, every show, like other shows, like Patrick Bed David makes fucking 10 clips from every single show he does. And, 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 you know, people make reels and all that shit. And we don't do any of that. Yeah. Hey, you know, we're not being very professional on a, on a, on a side. And, and dude, so is that, it's just another way of getting your message out there to more people, right? Is what we're talking about. But Hey, back to what the gentleman was talking about. If you're someone out there or, you know, if anybody, uh, if there's any way we could support with, uh, you know, in particular with pediatric cancer, whatnot, just this is a complete side note. Just, uh, let me know. Um, I send out messages more than I'd like to admit. Um, but just, just let us know if there's something we could do to help out with those people. Cause that's really important to me. Um, I, I want to, uh, when you, you just recently reaffiliated, how many gyms do you have, Jason? Dude, between corporate wellness license owned, um, you know, around 25 be, be, and it, it's, it's complicated because we have corporate wellness locations with Western digital and Lucas films, which you've known about. I we have you had gyms with Lucas films. That's crazy. Yeah. We have a location in San Francisco with them. Um, we in the have Presidio. Yeah. Holy shit. At LDAC. Is that, is that, um, a private gym? Yeah. 
It's wow. for employees of that location only. Crazy. And, and uh, so we have licensed locations and we have our own brick and mortars, which obviously through COVID, we've seen tremendous consolidation um, in our, in our owned, owned and operated. Right. So we'll, we'll be rebuilding that. It just, you know, look, it, it was, it was tough for a while with uh, through COVID. So, yeah, I, I think the, the long, you know, I'm seeing some questions come up about it. It's really this simple. I've always been, and I always will be an advocate for the CrossFit methodology. I've never, I, it's, it changed my life changed many people's lives. And I've always been an advocate for the games. And for anybody who's ever met me in person, who's talked to me, Savon, he's asked me a lot of hard questions. That's what I've always been. I've always been focused on that. There's just was differences in perspectives um, of leadership with CrossFit. We had a different vision on where I thought the business side should go. And, um, you know, we went our own path. Um, the new CEO of CrossFit uh, is a member of our gym. I like the direction they're going. I want to support CrossFit and see the overall ecosystem rise up. I And ultimately, I'm always going to be placed within that ecosystem. So I should do whatever is in my power to try and help it as much as I can. It was like a, you know, that's that's ultimately where I'm at. It feels right. feels like good timing. I want to do it for myself, for our business. And I think it's the best decision for for everybody. So yeah, the, the, I, I'm, I'm pretty uh, aggressive towards these people who... <laughs> Um, when they, when, when, when the, when the whole Floyd 19 thing happened, there was a shitload of people who said I'm out and the way they said they're out, they didn't say anything. They absolutely didn't say anything. They weren't, no one was like, Hey, I saw Greg with his Ku Klux Klan mask, or I saw Greg diddle a girl in the bathroom. They just left these vapid, like, Hey, I won't tolerate that. But they never even said what that is. I want to tell everyone here. And I think Jason will be okay with this long before Floyd 19, Jason had a, a contentious relationship with um, Dave and Greg. It was a very, it was a very, and what's interesting is that Jason and Dave have really polished up their uh, friendship. Uh, frequently I'll hear stories or I'll call over at the ranch and Dave will be there now shooting with uh, Jason and his kids. But, but Jason went through some pretty hard shit. He got hazed pretty hard. He climbed the ranks pretty, uh, he was very loyal to CrossFit. And then he hit some really bumpy roads personally um, with, uh, Dave and Greg and, and Jason hung in there for a long time. And some would say that Jason, it would, it, I don't think it's a stretch, just stretch to say that CrossFit disrespected Jason on more than a uh, one occasion that wasn't necessary. Uh, just personally mono to mono shit. Would you say that's an accurate, um, and you were very patient with CrossFit. And so I think for Jason, it was more like there was a final, a final straw that like, okay, I, I've kind of had enough of this. Yeah, I mean, I'm right. Surprised. Is that a fair characterization? I mean, I, I've I've been in some meetings where shit gets weird, where you you were treated in ways that probably shouldn't have been treated. I mean, look, man, here's the reality: like you're always pretty tough. I think anybody who listens to your podcast knows that. Um, for you to come out, like I, I've been really, I haven't really ever said anything about anything. Um, right. You can say whatever you want, right? Right. right. Um, but it's not my place. Um, I'm just look. I'm just looking. You think for the that that's a fair characterization, though? That there was there was it was definitely some bumpy roads for years between. Yeah, uh, there was there was many bumpy roads for yeah. many years. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, look, um, I want to focus on the future. I want to support. I want to see this thing grow. I want to watch the the tide rise. And right. I'm really focused on where we're going and not where we were. Yes, we definitely had difference of opinions. We definitely had some some bumpy, and not many people know about that. You are uniquely familiar with it, um, and. Anyways, for anybody who's commenting on the live, and you were always open for communication, dude. 
you've all you've always been like hey i, I you, you always you're the dude in the relationship is like hey i'd like to work this out yeah i mean i i hope that anybody who's listening to this who thought otherwise hears from savan who's probably one of the toughest in the in the ecosystem um you know his perspective because i'm not prepared to share like anything um because i just don't think it's the right you know i don't think it's right but it, it did lead to why we made certain decisions for right. our business and ultimately what I thought was in the best direction for, for people that depend on us, you know? So, yeah. When, when I saw that you were reaffiliating, I thought to myself, well, he's just eventually, and, and maybe it's just because I'm, I don't have the hope that you have all that's going to happen is he's eventually going to deaffiliate again. Like I, like I would predict in five years, you're going to deaffiliate again. And, and, but, but I also found when I, when I, when we spoke on the phone, I found your reason for affiliating crazy compelling. And if I could paraphrase it, you're like, Hey dude, um, I don't, I don't, I don't like, uh, high intensity, um, movement gym or functional fitness gym on my shit. Cause it's a, it's, I, I want the word CrossFit on there because it's CrossFit. And you know what, when you said that, I was like, yeah, you know what, as much as I was like, why is he reaffiliating? He doesn't need to do that. I was thinking to myself, yeah, whenever I see H I I T or functional fitness on a gym, I just think you cheese dicks. Yeah, I, I, I you. immediately think cheese dick. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a number of factors, right? Yeah. But yeah. one thing that is, is like, I have always for, from day one, I have been about trying to support gym owners and coaches to provide for their families, provide for their coaches, provide for their members. It's always been, I've been true to that since day one. I, and that was one of the parts of contention with, with anyways. And for me, like I'm not helping this ecosystem if I'm detracting from it as a hit gym or a functional fitness gym. I'm not helping the people that I really care about, which is our coaches, our owners, our members, et cetera. So that was a major thing for me. Like I had to come to, I had a moment where I'm just like, dude, what am I doing? Like I'm detracting from the future instead of adding to the future, instead of supporting. And then the second is, dude, I rolled up to the gym one day. I saw functional fitness out there. I was just like, dude, you know what? This is really bothering me. And if it bothers me, why don't I just pay a little affiliation fee and move on? Like it's, you it's, are paying affiliation fees, Jason. I heard you weren't. Yeah. We signed up for affiliate. We, we're paying our affiliation. Oh. Oh, yeah. okay. 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 That's or, good. I'm glad I got that rumor cleared up. Cause I was like, fuck, should I, I don't want to play gotcha with them. Uh, but I did hear, I did hear that you weren't paying fees that basically they came crawling to you and they were like, Hey, if you uh, let us put cross, no, that's not true. Okay. No, that's not true. I, I would say they didn't, I said, it's been a mutually conversation, but we're being, especially for the future. Like there's no, like, no, there's, we are, we're cheated as everybody else, you know? Yeah. Now our goal is to get our there with our licensed partners. Our goal is to get them reaffiliated, and we're working through some strategy on that. But in regards to like where we're going, yeah, that's we reaffiliated, and our goal is to get all of our partner gyms to reaffiliate as well. Meaning, so like the gym at, at, at Lucas would be across the gym. Um. Yeah. Or like like an NC Fit partner gym. Like essentially, what we've done is we have. Um, you know, we're, we're, what I like to think about is that we're a gym that I think does CrossFit in a specific way, right? We have specific branding. We have specific everything, right? We, we do it a certain way. And if people want to align with that certain way, they could be a NC fit partner gym. And also a CrossFit affiliate is easy, is the future of where I see that going. They'd be both. Okay. So the, the product they produce in their gym is going to be CrossFit, but their brand is going to be an NC fit gym. Um, someone commented this on, um, Dave's YouTube channel. I think it's a total fucking mischaracterization of, of what I said. 
Uh, Caleb will pull it up here in a minute and I'll read it to you. Um, they wrote this, uh, you know, Dave has this, um, the, the weekly, the week in review. And it says, um, uh, it's Christopher Saunders. Uh, Dave, how do you feel about Sevon saying on his podcast, this is not the time to affiliate with CrossFit? I, I, I can't remember if I said that, but I probably did say that. I, I In the last few months, I've been pretty um, vocal about the the woke shit that they're doing there and the DEI council stuff and and the shit show that is the media team and I don't think the Chipotle stuff belongs on the CrossFit side I think they should keep it on the game side and I'm all for them making shitloads of money off of Snicker bars and Chipotle but just keep it out of the methodology and keep it out of the affiliates um, he specifically mentioned uh, Jason Kalipa uh, every chance he gets he takes his frustration out on those affiliates doing the work are you fucking kidding me I take out my frustration on the affiliates I have a fucking weekly affiliate series you fucking ding dong take it out on them I take it out on your mom's backside anyway um I I, I just don't I just don't um I I just I just I, I, I'm not I'm not judging you I'm just saying for myself like I like I'm curious I'm glad you reaffiliated because I'm curious how it's gonna work out for you and um and and I also think that you're gonna influence a lot of people I think that yep. every year there's 500 I'm making this number up there's 500 gyms that sit on the fence on whether they're gonna affiliate or not and they see that you reaffiliated so they're gonna affiliate I, I think you I think you easily have that kind of um I think I think you have more pool with affiliate owners than you do with games athletes uh I, I'd hope so which is a smaller number, but a but a but a, a more important metric for sure financially. Yeah, I hope so. Look, the games have always been great to me. I loved competing them. They did more for my life than I could possibly articulate. Um, but you know, my my passion really lies with supporting gym owners and coaches. I want to watch them make big impacts. So people can say whatever they want. They could. It doesn't. At this point, you know, I've had to learn how to get a little bit thicker skin. Like I let somebody's comments sometimes affect me. At the end of the day, I got to do what I think is right. And I did what I thought was best for our business and the people that we support. And I'm doing that now. Like and, and I you sleep better at night knowing that you're paying your affiliate fee and that you have the word CrossFit on your gym as opposed to functional fitness. I do. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I do. And people can say whatever the fuck they want. Like it, at this point, you man. You can't argue with that. There's nowhere to argue with that. If you, if you feel if you feel like it, that's the value thing, that's going back to your values. Yeah, like – and yeah. So anyways, I, I think – like for example, we're paying for and hosting – an L1 for our coaches here in a couple of weeks, a private L1. We are paying for that, right? Like, like wow. those are important attributes for our business. So if people want to say, they can say whatever they want. We're contributing to the CrossFit ecosystem. What are they contributing? I don't know. But if you're going to talk shit, it's just, it's unfortunate how people have these skewed views of, of, you know, and they, they're so aggressive, but when you actually sit down and talk, I think they'll realize that we probably have more in common than they think, you know, we're trying to do the same thing. I, I, but by the way, I don't see people talking shit about you. Just so you know, yeah. you're, you're extremely uh, loved. I feel like, Hey, what do you think about this thing that they're doing with the army? Uh, when I see that they're, they're going to Georgia and they're doing like 244 one day classes. Dude. I'm like, this is fucking incredible for affiliates. Bro, this is like, this is like the best thing that could happen for affiliates. It's like a five-year investment in affiliates worldwide. Dude, I think it's, it's, it's incredible. I think, you know, so Dave led the charge on that, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's just, it is, it's a lot of work. I can only imagine what that's like. Um, I think it's great. I think anything to grow, I think anything to grow the popularity of CrossFit in a positive way, I think is very important. And what I mean by positive is showing the education behind it, 
also showing some of the professionalism behind it, right? These guys getting trained by professional coaches who are doing it right. I think any of those things are going to be great for CrossFit long-term. Like I've really changed my view on CrossFit in terms of thinking so narrow and now thinking a decade out. Like where does this thing go 10 years from now? And if you really want to hit millions of people and reach its potential, there's certain things that need to happen. This could be a great example of that. Uh, Joe Kelly, um, good morning, guys. Uh, would love to get y'all insights on 23.3 Hint. I have no interest in that. Do you want to see da- – sorry, Joe. Joel. Joel. Joel Kelly. Well, I don't even know what his hint was. What was his hint? Do you know what his hint was? Uh, yeah, that. Oh. A hunter was searching in the forest for the tracks of a lion and catching sight presently of a woodman engaged in fe- felling a tree. He went up to him and asked him if he had noticed the lion's footprint anywhere. Or if he knew where his den was. The woodman answered, if you will come with me, I will show you the lion himself. The hunter turned pale with fear and his teeth chattered. He replied, oh, I'm not looking for the lion, thanks, but only for his tracks. Jason, what's the word? Yeah, I'm just, sorry, I'm getting distracted by the comments. Yeah, okay. I, I don't Joel, have, thank you for your money. Yeah, yeah I, I don't have any... Um, Oh, there you go, uh, Savon. That's a big question. Jesus. That's a a hot topic. (laughs) Oh, and listen to this guy's name. This is a trick name. Bury my pole. (laughs) I think that might actually be his name. No, wait. It's not his No No way. Who's done more for CrossFit, Kalipa or Froney? How about this this name, uh, Jason? Uh, Bury my cockiner. Okay. This this crowd. That was Oh, uh, my cockiner says you're a great role model and father, Jason. Uh, well, thanks, Barry. My cock. <laughs> um, I seeing Jason that. happy makes me happy. Wad zombie. Hey, I am. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much to be. Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we've gone through some some shit the last couple of years. Uh, you know, whether it's location closures. You know, I'm in a really I'm in a really positive state of, of a lot of areas. One thing, you know, my daughter, March 29th, hits her cancer-free mark. So that's like a huge deal from a personal... What does that mean, cancer-free mark? That's three years to explain that to us? Dude, I mean, it's the it's it's five years out of treatment. So what happened is, so she got, she got diagnosed uh, in 2016. She had uh, two and a half years of treatment. And then this is five years after her last treatment. And so she took her last chemo pill March 29th, uh, five years ago, what, uh, 2019 or what, whatever. Um, and now here we are five years later and, uh, it's a, it's a major, major milestone. So between that, the gym's being open, like I'm in a gym right now with members crushing it on their workouts. And like, this is where I, I love to be. So yeah, I'm stoked. Hey, um, do you think that that's probably that what you went through with your daughter is the most profound impact of anything that ever happened in your life? I'd say that that and then competing at the CrossFit Games, both of those. I'd say that competing at the CrossFit Games was the most impactful thing for my mindset because I had to learn how to overcome over, uh, adversity. And that really helped uh, when things got real uh, in the hospital. So I'm forever grateful. I mean, look, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I believe that. Greg Glassman is the reason why five days ago I'm at a hotel and there's kettlebells in the gym. And I right. believe that the CrossFit Games laid the framework for for me to be able to, you know, help overcome those type of things and my wife. So yeah, man, I, I got a lot of gratitude for for what I, you know, yeah. 
Um, uh, I, I, I don't use this word very often because I don't know what it means, but I'm going to take – I'm just going to use it anyway. Do you think it changed your heart as a human being? Do you think that what you went through with your daughter, like it – it you, you know, like there'd be – like I, it, this is kind of a gross thing to say, but there's times like I'll be mad at someone and then I'll be like, holy shit, the family looks good. Are you fucking kidding me, Jason? That's a fucking amazing picture. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That was, that was a, like, Oh my God. I haven't seen a picture of Ava in five years. She looks fucking beautiful. She's like a full blown girl now. Dude. I know they grow up fast. So that was two weeks ago at Ava's kitchen, which is an annual fundraiser for pediatric cancer. Anybody wants to come out to the Bay area next year, come on, see us in February. I'll think I'm I'm mad at someone like someone did something really bad, like bad to me. Right. And then you think, Oh, but that, if, if that person could stop, help, stop me from anyone hurting my kids like compared to that happening to like someone hurting my kids or diddling my kids that person's like my best friend like the the person i hate the most in crossfit i, I it's it's nothing compared to like if someone accidentally bumped into my kid in the mall yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it's like as soon as you have kids everything comes into perspective i'm just wondering if like is that something that like permanently like opened up your your love for the world or your compassion or your like it, it changes the relativity and context of everything when it's like, oh shit, my daughter's life's on the line. Yeah, I think so. Um, it just changes your perspective because what you learn is that, you know, it, it's interesting because I've been in the hospital on some really shitty days, Savon. Like, I mean, I've seen some stuff that I wish to never see again. Um, you know, I walked in on a room and we were giving checks out as a part of a donation, you know, not strategy, as part of a donation and giving we were walking into hospital rooms. This is like two years ago. And unfortunately, the child was literally dying. And they ended up dying about two hours after we went in there. And those are things that like you cannot unsee. And when you when you go through these things or when it's with your child or whatever you see, right? Bald kids throwing up and whatever, like super aggressive, right? It, it changes your perspective. And so when you're out in the public and someone's honking at you because you don't, you know, go at the green light, you're like, dude, just chill. But you got to realize something I've had to like go through over the years is that what's really bad for that person is maybe the worst thing they've ever gone through. And I hope the worst thing they've ever gone through is someone not going at a green light or whatever it is. Right. But that perspective shifts. Like as you get older and you deal with more shit, you realize like some things just don't really matter. But to that person at that time, it really did matter because to them, that was the worst thing they've ever gone through. And one thing that I've had to learn is that going through this or even going through shutdowns at the gym or whatever it is, is that like just having appreciation for when things are good and learning just to treat everything with a different perspective after going through those certain search situations. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the biggest, I think, change for me, you know? Um, what do you think about, um, you ready? You ready, Jason? Yeah. Are you, you asking ready? me? You know, yeah, I can't do it comments yeah go ahead ready for this you ready i'm, I'm just scared because this one this one's a tough question what oh, uh in 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 washington dc now they've passed a law that as long as you've lived in the country for 30 days you can vote oh boy here we go okay what the fuck is that leave the border open for a, two fucking years let a million people come in by the way i um one thing to always remember that those people coming across the border aren't mexican it's like less than five percent of them are mexican they're just everything and now in D.C., all you have to do, you can bring the article up. Doesn't even sound, does it sound, it sounds like I'm making that up, right? It's, it sounds like you're making that up, but we yeah, can go. It doesn't even sound, it doesn't even sound possible. Would you, what's it, you live in Los, Jason lives in one of the greatest cities you could ever live in. 
It's really weird that the town I live in, just 17 miles from Jason, is full of homeless people and drug addicts. But for some reason, Jason's town's fucking perfect. Uh, you why, can't, why can't my mayor go over and ask Jason's mayor? Uh, I'm, uh, hello, uh, Mr. Mayor of Los... You live in Los Gatos? Yeah. God, you're fucking spoiled, privileged motherfucker. Hey. Uh, uh, Jason, um, uh, it's crazy, dude. They're letting people vote in the in in the District of Columbia. Jason's like, you know, I told you I only had an hour. We're an hour and three minutes. Yeah, well, I gotta, I gotta. I mean, hey, I, I gotta go. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, <laughs> I'm okay with tough questions. I think as long as tough questions, I'm able to answer them with you know research and understanding the situation. I think a lot of people, you know, who put up a really good post. You should actually pull this one up on your podcast. Tim Kennedy put up the best. best oh, who's calling in? It's the same guy. It's, it's RB again. Yeah, what? What? You're not even part of the show. You're calling twice. Uh, no, 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 it's not RB. Oh, okay. I take that. I take that back. I'm only mad at you a little bit then for interrupting. Not as much as I portrayed in that first comment. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. This is Philip Kelly. Oh, Philip, what's up, dude? Yeah, you can call in any time. Strike all that from the record. Jason, I know I'm coming at you hard in the comments, and I just want to say, I know it's easy to be somebody behind a keyboard and making these comments and asking these questions. But I want to tell you where I'm coming from. And that is from a place where I used to look up to you as a role model. And um, I, I appreciate everything that you've gone through. And I'll tell you that um, Sevan knows my story with battling COVID. But even when I was going through rehab, I used your AMRAP mentality. But I have never quite been able to get over you de-affiliating at the time and for what seemed like the reasons for you de-affiliating. And so that's why I am trying to, I'm trying to more or less like earn back my own love for you and look up to you the way that I used to. And so I'm hoping that this is more of an opportunity for you to not necessarily explain yourself, but kind of like, I, I don't expect you to try to win over my graces, but I am trying to ask, questions to get down to the bottom of it because i do want to look at you the same way that i used to yeah well well think about it like this so first off thanks for calling in because i think it's a lot easier to call like this is this is, this is a conversation yes, i agree 100 i 100 when you responded the way that you did i totally agree with everything that you said so that's why i wanted to call in just to kind of clear it up because i don't hate you i do <laughs> just kind of want to know more <laughs> uh, i'm I'm just hurt, Jason. I'm just hurt. Help me out here. You know, I actually had to have one of these conversations with uh, a good friend of mine. Hey, he's speaking for thousands of people, by the way. That's the that 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 whole thing, and it, and it's good. Thanks for Philip for having the fucking balls to say it, because there's thousands of people all over that loved all that 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 thing fractured the community. So so thank you for calling, Philip. And, and Jason's know. a great guy. It, it, there's no one more real than him who can who can answer it compared to the other. So, so first off, I think Savon alluded to just a fraction of, you know, the backstory, right? But ultimately, you know, let me, I'll just shine some light. So we provide programming to many, many gyms. And at the time we had many, many gyms that were looking for uh, leadership. They were looking for, at the time they were, they needed support. They didn't know what was going on. We were getting flooded with messages. What are we doing? What's happening? And we thought at the time, right, the best thing that we could do to serve our community was, was that action. And it was, a, it was a combined decision from our entire team. And we went in a path. And 
I don't expect people to understand the full backstory because I'm not prepared to really talk much more about it because I want to talk about the future. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, I just hope that you could look at all the decisions I've ever made, right? We do, we try and do the right thing to support our community and the people that depend on us. And we have do you a wish sh- you wouldn't have de-affiliated, Jason? I would. Do you in, in high if you could in go high- back, do you think that you you wouldn't have affiliated you wouldn't have de-affiliated? I wish we were never put in that situation, Savon. You know, I that's I, fair. It, that, okay. It, it's funny because I, I I reflect on this a lot. I do. I reflect on it a lot. And we made the best decision we could at the time with the information we had to support the people that really depended on us. And it's not one or two. You know, Philip, we're talking about thousands of people that really depended on what we were doing. And it's a lot of, there was a lot, but I wish that we were never put in that situation. I wish that none of it ever went down ever. I, I, I it was not good. And that's my opinion on it. But you know, the past is, is what it is. I have to be accepted and we need to move forward. And if people want to move forward with me, let's rock and roll, man. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to support. If not, then you know what? Nothing I do or say is going to help them uh, understand what we felt at the time or the decision we made because they only know a fraction of the story. They don't know the whole thing. And, and we just thought it was the best we could. Yeah. And to your point, Jason, I mean, you you obviously are much uh, like in a amplified spotlight position, right? But I had so much pressure from my end too. So in, in your defense, I mean, I had a corporate account call me and say, hey, we saw the tweet that was happening. The vice president's on the phone with HR. They want to know what your response is to it. So there were so many people that were pushing for a response. And if we go and I look at like the DMs that we received from our members and everything else, there was a very, there was a ton of like pressure at the time. And it's hard to look back at that time with the knowledge that we have now and then make those same judgments on the decisions that were made. Because unfortunately, it's just, we just didn't have all the information. And I know from my, from my point of view, the, the pressure for some sort of response or action was intense. So I can only imagine from where Jason is sitting with the amount, with how much more that's amplified that how much more of that pressure and, and everything else you would have felt to, to, to make a decision to step up and to do something. So it was just a really I, tough time. It was I, a I, whole situation. It sucked. And yeah. I wish it never happened. I had, my, I had a member take, so took sweatshirts and said, CrossFit's racist. We're done with it. And we're throwing my CrossFit Livermore sweatshirts into a trash can and posting it and tagging us and tagging other members. Like there was some extreme stuff that was going on that, that happened through that time. That was really tough to try to manage in a leadership position. Yeah. And, and my thing is, Savon, like, dude, I love coming on this show. I'll have tough conversations. But honestly, when it comes to this, like, I want to move forward and I want to talk about growth. I want to talk about success. I want to talk about the affiliate community and CrossFit in general thriving. That's what I want to talk about. And if we continue to talk about the past, I'm not, I'm not like anti talking about the decisions we made. I'm okay right. with it. Like, I have right. them, right? right? But I want to talk about the future. I want to talk about, where the fuck can we go? How do we thrive? How do we reach millions more people? And us bringing up the past is not going to help us with the future, in my opinion. And I'm okay to talk about it, right? I already have in the last, whatever, 30 minutes. I'm just saying for the future, we as a community need to come together and move forward. That's that's my take on it. Uh, B- B- Barry Tracy, Barry Tracy, Barry Tracy, uh, $10 uh, sending positivity to Jason and his family. Philip, thanks for the call, brother. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, Chase, that was Chase Ingram saying that, uh, he had uh, similar shit happened, 
Uh, yeah, he's saying somebody people were quitting his gym. I mean, we we had that same thing. It was intense, like the pressure to to make some sort of response, or at the time to like post the black square, and like literally, I got a call from a corporate account. They're like, "Hey, what's your response to this?" And I'm like, "I haven't even spoken to the people this high up in the company, let alone they Dude. care about my response to this." You know. And, and my thing is, look for any affiliate owner listening. We need to talk about how do we support our coaches, how do we support our members. And how do we build a business that thrives? Because that's going to help the overall ecosystem. And if someone goes in and has a poor experience, one bad CrossFit experience, they're going to go tell three friends how shitty CrossFit is. If they go in and have the best experience of their life, they're going to tell three friends of how amazing it was. And we as a community need to do more of the, of, of the positive experience if we want to reach the potential of what CrossFit has. So that's my take on it. We got to stop talking about we need to start thinking about things that really matter. What really matters is building thriving business that gym owners can support coaches that can support more members that could impact more lives. That's it. Hey, why are you, um, why are you having an L one at your gym for your, um, coaches? I'm assuming they're all L one already. It's just a refresher. Yeah. Well, we have to refresh them. Yeah. Oh, to update them. A lot of them inspired. Like I went back and retook my, so I'm a level four CrossFit coach. And so you are, congratulations. It, it's That's so dope. Interesting. It's so interesting because, you know, you could have people say, so I'm a, I've won the CrossFit games, competed there eight times, worked on CrossFit seminar staff. I'm a CrossFit level four coach, but yet I'm somehow anti whatever anyways it doesn't matter and, and you're an affiliate owner by the way we that that's a whole nother topic maybe for another show but you're you and pan chicken rich are kind of a dying breed dude 100 percent. and we own gyms that are in, like i'm in one right now so yeah. anyway but i had to go retake my level two because um i uh my my level four uh expired so i retook my level two i went and actually took it in person with austin it was great and now I'm going to go retake my level three so I can reinstate my level four because that's important to me. You know, like if we're going to hold our coaches accountable to enhancing their their um, education, you know, we have to lead and, and do that ourselves. So mine had expired. So I, I went back and took my level two a couple of weeks just ago. Just so people know, it's, it's probably a little I don't want to say it's weird, but you have to understand that Jason was on the fucking seminar staff. For, for in in one of the most loved and, and most able seminar staff, so now he's going back there and taking the classes that he used to teach at the highest level. So so it, it, it's it's a, it's a pretty big uh, a chunk of humble pie that Jason's eating. Yeah, a lot of humility for that. He was yeah, teaching yeah, it. Yeah. He's teaching it now. Yeah, he's sitting yeah, in there yeah, and yeah, 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 that's awesome it's, though. He's getting paid to teach it, and now he's paying money. Now to he's paying. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you got practice. We like. I mean, for me, you know, if we want to try and lead and say, "Hey, it's important to educate yourself and have these credentials," then we got to go out there and go do it ourselves. And who am I to do that if I have an expired level four or I was this person who used to teach CrossFit seminars? It's like, dude, you're only as good as you were your last class, right? So you know, you got to be able to coach and you have to be able to have these seminars. I think it's really important. This is, uh, by the way, this is Shanna Medeiros. This is uh, Justin's mom. Yep. This chick birthed Justin Medeiros. Oh, hi. She is carried him around for, she carried Justin for nine months. Shanna or, or Shanna? Shanna. Shanna. It rhymes with banana. I had to get schooled a few months hi, ago. Hi, Shanna. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, hey, so, Savon, I got to jump off here. But, dude, I always love jumping on with you guys. And Thanks, dude, for coming on. You know what? Look, as much as, like, as much as people like, and especially on your pod, you know, look, if they want to come at, if they want to have real conversations, like, dude, the call in from Philip was awesome. Yeah. I'm down to do that. At the end of the day, I just want to see this thing grow and reach its potential. And that's where I'm at. And people can either believe it or not, but that's where I'm at. And I've been that way for two decades, right? Um, you know, 
And, uh, you know, that's it. That's all I got. You're the man. Jason, thank you for coming on. Uh, talk to you soon. Uh, you, uh, I, final thought is your family is fucking gorgeous. And uh, congratulations. Yeah, for those people who are wondering, Ava's Kitchen is going to be next February. We don't have the exact dates. We just had it. Um, and so if you want to support uh, Team Nigu, uh, never, ever give up. They're an awesome organization. We don't say that word on this uh, sh- on this show, please. <laughs> don't say that word again on here, please. Thank you. Uh, Nigu? Yeah, thank you. Never, ever give up. <laughs> just keep going, Jay. Just keep going. The Reese Foundation is a nonprofit that we donate through. So make sure to check them out. Give uh, me a call and let's work on the name of that organization. We'll work on that. Give me a call when Nick, you're on a long drive. I'm on a long drive. We'll brainstorm. Some hey, shit. when are we, when are we doing this again? Uh, soon. Anytime soon. Come uh, on. All right, guys. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. Later, okay. Jason. Thanks, Jason. Team Nigu. Yeah. 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 Hey, why even don't you, you call an organization and the acts, the wrong word could accidentally just pop out of your mouth. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You don't know. It's because you're not fitty. There's a whole every time I talk, there's eight words competing to come out of my mouth. When I say the number seven, I'm capable of saying the number eight or six at all times. Anything goes. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, Who yeah. knows? Uh Philip Kelly, what a boss. Hoping Jason's able to bring more positivity to CrossFit. Thanks, Jason, for chatting. I'm gonna send Philip like a thousand dollars. He made the made the made the made the show. Yeah, I mean it's kind of he's cool. crazy passionate. He's crazy passionate. Crazy passion. It's cool that Philip kind of stuck his neck out there and and, and asked that question and kind of did it. Because you do know a, a handful of people, like you had said, Savannah, were like thinking it or wondering it, and, and he stepped up and asked it. So, how about They're how about we had how, what? How did it go with Claire uh, Bays the other day? Was that was that good? How did that go? Did, did, do we did we like did, her? Right? Are yeah. we pulling the audience? Are you asking me personally? Some, yeah, some you feedback? you and Caleb. Like, what did you guys think? Caleb, you want to go first? She, I try not to look at her too much because it's, it's like she's really pretty. So I was like just trying to like to stay focused. I didn't want to like just stare and get distracted. But she, she but um, she's good. She's she's engaged, right? She was like laughing and like face she gestures and like she what? took notes. She had notes prior and was taking notes throughout the show. Yeah, I think I liked her. I liked her. I I would like to see her get a little more seat time because it's tough to come into that dynamic just like dropped into that. But the one piece of uh, feedback that I would give her is like, don't be afraid to lean into your opinion, like form an opinion based off the information that you have on the athletes and then just lean into it. Because if you try to play the fence of like not wanting to say uh, Sevon's score sucked, we expected better out of him. We don't know what's going on. He's probably hurt. And Caleb crushed it. I didn't really expect that. He came out of nowhere. Um, until you start getting comfortable, just leaning into your opinion like that. And then, and then just saying, Hey, it's my opinion. If you don't agree, that's okay too. Uh, it'll be hard to get hard to get into the flow of it. Or, or maybe, yeah, maybe that could be her shtick. I like when she would push back on Brian and you. Those are my uh, um, Mike McCaskey. Uh, Claire is beautiful. Met her a few times in person. Uh, she needs more time to get comfortable. Yeah, that's what I think. But she didn't fuck up at all. I can't think of it. Like, I'm not critical no, of anything. No, she didn't fuck up at all. Yeah, I at all. Like, did. there's zero fuck-ups. Yeah, I thought she did great, like, coming into that situation and kind of found her groove, and and it was cool. Uh, we're not allowed to have personal opinions about athletes anymore. Yeah, yeah. We'd hate for some of them to feel uncomfortable and cry when you're around, and then you can no longer film them. That would be a tragedy. I wonder what Mason – Mason. I wonder what Ma- – oh, we got to get Kat Shear back on the show. We got to get her back on the show. Um, uh, who is she? Where did she come from? Uh, does she have friends? Uh, she Brian was on her uh, 
podcast and um uh brian was on her podcast and um he said hey we should give it a try what look at this sean m she wasn't that good she is pretty she didn't fuck up because she didn't really have an opinion on anything i don't know i think she i mean dude if you sat her jr is gonna hate this if she if she if you sat her next to jr looks like a mannequin like you can't get one fucking response from him (laughs) Imagine being, imagine being me and saying the funniest shit mankind's ever heard, and then trying to just one tiny fucking like crease maybe in Jr. Or Brian's face. <laughs> Wait, can I defend Jr. real quick? No, fuck him. He doesn't even have a wrinkle on his face because he's never shown emotion. He hasn't shown emotion since he's been five. Go ahead, defend. Him. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I've come into that seat a couple of times after coaching all day at the affiliate. Like your social bandwidth is pretty fried, oh. and then oh. to sit down at nine o'clock his time after he's yeah. already put the kids to bed, and then jump into the energy that you bring to the shows, which is unmatched by your talent, Savon. Yeah. Unmatched. Oh, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Caleb, bathroom break for you. It's <laughs> it's it's hard to kind of like get that up after coaching all day, especially if it's been a rough day. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And then I think Kat said uh, something about. And no one be like they were talking shit about Jr. Shut the hell up. This is all a compliment. The fact that we even Jr. is a god. We can you can, we throw rocks at him and before they hit him they burn. So yeah, don't don't act like anything sticks to him. He's like a hot pan. You can't do anything to him. <laughs> and then Kat had made this question like you need someone who knows the sport. I think Claire does have quite a bit of knowledge on it. I think it's just going to take a little bit of time for her to get comfortable, kind of spreading her wings and and letting that out there, especially with the group dynamic of multiple guests at the same time. Uh, there's only 16 homeless people in Los Gatos. I know Los Gatos. It, it's so funny when like you hear that Santa Cruz needs to figure out how to deal with its homeless problems. Uh, no, uh, there's a city right next to us that has none. Jean Jan Clark from uh, the European continent from Blexit. When Jr. speaks, he hits the bullseye every time. Yeah, he does though. And did you did. see Caleb sent us something that I think Oregon <laughs> solved the uh, homeless crisis problem? They did? Yeah, they just gave everybody $1,000 that they could spend however they choose. And we know for a fact, based off our statistical evidence, that most people that don't have homes are not that way because they're financially illiterate. So they're going to take that $1,000, and I know they're going to put it to good use. And uh, Jiggy Josh, I don't bend a knee. I bend both knees. (laughs) You got to get that right. (laughs) I'm sending you some knee pads. (laughs) About Uh, time. Or Oregon proposes a bill that would give homeless one thousand a month to spend with no restrictions. Nailed it. Hey, so here's the part you have to understand how fucking crazy this is. Money is human energy. It is the it is tantamount to human energy. That's what money is. We've all agreed. It's what I use to buy your time. It's what you use to buy my time. They want to take my time. And give my time to these people. This is equity. This is not equality. This is the opposite of equality. They want to take my time. Your kid's time too, brother. Yes. Yes. And they want to give it to these people. I'm not willing to give my time to anyone. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll give so many other things, not my time. What the hell is my wife doing? It's, it's, uh, it's nuts. Uh, geez Louise. Don't worry, Stephon. California will pass the bill before Oregon uh, will, so we can be first. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I'm going to vomit. 
I hate that word professional. It means nothing to me. Mm. Every time J- I love Jason, but every time he said it, it means nothing to me. It's a vapid word. It means nothing. It, 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 to, to, to me, professional means I'm hiring someone. Um, hey, there's no difference between hiring a chick with huge tits and hiring a gay guy. That's all. That, that, like, so why'd you hire no her? Difference? I can opt. Did you see her tits? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, um, why'd you hire him? Oh, oh my god. Did you hear that list? That dude is gay as fuck. I told him to bring his boyfriend and we'll hire him too. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. That was good. Is it different? Tell me, am I off? It's exactly the same thing, right? What do you mean? I, I'm, I'm lost on that. I'm, that I'm, uh, that's what's going on in the world today. They're hiring people based on the color of their skin, based on whose genitalia they want to hold in their hand, based relative to their genitalia. Why not just hire chicks for the size of their tits? Oh my God, that! Uh, why'd you hire that girl? Because every time she comes to work, I can see her nipples through her shirt. Oh, why'd yeah. you hire that guy? Well, because he's black. Why'd you hire that person? Why'd you fire that person? Because he's white. Why'd you fire that girl? Because eh, she got her tits are sloppy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I, there's, I no there's no. There's no. There's no. It's 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 one for one accurate, right? Yep. Are you telling me that the that the color of someone's skin? I guarantee you, if you have giant tits, that your perspective on the world and how the world treats you is way equal to the way the world treats you based on the color of your skin. You know what I mean? Like people be like, yeah, oh, the world treats me differently because I'm black. The world treats me differently because I'm short. Let me tell you, the world treats you fucking different if you're a fucking double D on 110 <laughs> pounds. Especially if you're jogging to catch the bus. Uh, 67 <laughs> years old and I can still bounce a dime off my ass. And uh, you, the, Gosh, I, gonna, I don't tell me stuff like that about you. We just who the fuck is Trish? because when I find out she's sixty seven, it makes me want to be nicer to her than I want to be. There's I was gonna no say way. something about sperm bouncing off her face, but I can't. She's not sixty seven. She's not okay. There's no yeah, I agree with Caleb. There's no way because like now that Trish has a Instagram, you guys should go follow it. Hey, she's like what if they, What if they did do that? Uh, okay, um, we uh. We hired this, uh, we have a, we hired, oh, you want to see something crazy? I was going to save this for the live call-in show. You guys, I I don't know if you guys are ready for this. This is going to fucking freak you out. I love when we already talk about crazy subjects and then you stop and go, you guys. This is, this is the craziest thing. I feel like I, I'm going to scare away a 200 of you should log off. You don't want to see this. Well, if you're not a regular on the show, you're not ready for this. Do not do you do not want to see this. This is like the super red pill shit. This is the kind of shit that I could accidentally make me like like I might start carrying a Bible around with me. I'm this shit. Type in Australian gender. They have they have a uh, it's like they they have the gender they have the general of Australian gender now like they have a a gender council they have a head they have like a cabinet member that's involved with gender equality Australian gender equality this is gonna absolutely fucking blow you away I don't know if I've ever seen a human being like this Uh, type uh, put head of maybe head of this the the woman's name is um, something Campbell. C-A-M-B-P-E-L-L or something. Copus Campbell. This is 
Had you see oh, that? No. Oh no. Oh dude, you are going to trip this. I can't believe this is actually a real human being. This play the video, dude. I don't know. I don't have a video, but is this who you're talking about? Yes. Yes. So go to video, go to video and watch this and, and you that, feel free to stop. Dude? Feel free to stop the video periodically. It's that one. Right, uh, go down a little bit, uh, a little bit more. Uh, I assume her first. Po- uh, okay, that one. Play that one right there. Uh, uh, Iran. No, higher. Yeah, play. Let's. Uh, let me see Side if um, is the show that is to woke virtue signaling gone mad. And identity politics on steroids. What Penny Wong's latest ludicrous appointment? Careful, this we might get busted gen- for this. Mm-hmm. Keep going, keep going. Okay, yeah, right here. See if they'll play. They're going to play this. Watch this. This is going to blow you away. Quality. I'm incredibly honoured to take on this role as the lead international advocate for Australia's commitment to gender equality and the human rights of women and girls and persons of diverse gender. She's identities. a reptilian for sure. Look at her, oh. reptilian. What the fuck is that? Oh yeah, it's the gender people. equality ambassador. Yeah, I don't even believe in demons, and I think I like I don't even know what that is, dude. She doesn't even blink. If you go on and try to listen to the fucking what her job is, it's my it, it, it's mind boggling. You want to you want to see one more thing? I have two minutes. We'll, we'll I will come back to her on the live call show. She needs some time. We need that's called the robot. I know. I'm I'm wondering if that's our first like AI um, leader. Hey, go to I'd- go to this guy's um, Instagram account. Um, there's a guy, a noble guy, Todd Menley or something. Was it was noble? Was noble enforcing that their employees get the vaccine? I'm pretty sure they were. Does anyone I think, know? I don't know for sure, for sure. But I do remember us like even like talking about that a while back too. Yeah, weren't they? I do remember. Yeah, someone someone texted me and was like, yeah, they're enforcing people to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Look, scroll down a little bit more. I, someone sent me this. I thought this was so fucking bizarre. Go to that picture on the left where it shows that guy sitting at the combine. Okay. Listen to this. Uh this this guy Todd Menley, I don't know what he does, but he's someone important at Noble, like the chief operations officer or something. And Noble's now affiliated with the fucking NFL, which is fine, hilarious. Uh, arriving at the combine is a dream come true for these prospects, and a dream come true for me too. Oh, really? That was your dream to go to the combine peddling shoes. In the reimagined athlete experience, NFL prospects are kitted with their gear. Reimagined athlete experience. What's that word? Uh, Dinar uh, Hamlin tells us the truth. Oh, he's the chief marketing officer. In in the reimagined athlete experience, that's where you imagine that uh, Dinar Hamlin um, didn't uh, get in or tells the truth about the injection instead of avoids the question. NFL prospects are kitted with gear and welcome to the world-class training and recovery center we cre- we created for them to prepare for the biggest job interview for their life. Oh, you guys created. <laughs> oh my God. But here it is. You ready? Mm-hmm. Team Noble killed themselves. Yeah. That you guys did kill yourselves. You you, you literally at, you really, you literally required. I don't think you can say that. I think that's insensitive. 
We literally we did, we did. I think that they asked, they forced their employees. They told their employees that they had to take the injection. Team Noble killed themselves to bring this to life. And wow, did it turn out pretty special? You know, you know that uh, I, I don't think that that's the appropriate word of killed. I think that's insensitive. That's definitely on the do not use list. Yeah, it's that's definitely way. That's way insensitive. What's your um? Uh, what are your buddies at Outwad going to think? Not happy with that. I, for one, would like to see a written apology. <laughs> this guy, these, how does anyone take these fucking people? I know he should have triggered himself. I would love to know uh, how many of their staff have myocarditis. That's set up all done by Rogue, too. I, I heard a rumor that Noble pays their athlete 180K a year, I, but I heard Mal's making a million a year. The mill. That's why she's that top comment. Yeah. Amazing. That's right. Fulfill your contract, Mel. Yeah, yeah. You oh, I went through. I went through shit. and looked at. I went through and looked at all the the fucking blue check marks chugging the cockola. Yeah. Yeah. Do they think suicide is a joke? <laughs> no. Written oh, apology. Oh my god. That and that's what I meant. That's why I don't like when Jason uses the word professional. I just want to know what your values are. Yeah. I just want to know what your values are. And that's what Philip Kelly was saying. Philip Kelly was saying, where are your values? Jason's saying, I wish it didn't happen. And like, I don't, I, I like Jason. I don't want to like, and I, and I appreciate um, his moving forward thing, but, it, but it's just it, it, at that point, it's just now politics to me. And um, I'm, I'm not here to like be an asshole to anyone. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to be, uh, especially if they're in, on my show. I don't want to be an asshole to someone on my show, but like, and I mean, yeah, and it, those and words mean nothing to me. Professional. I wish it didn't happen. Like all those things are, I mean, they mean something to me, but I, but, but I, I just want to get down to like the nitty gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I wish I had the financial means to be like, fuck you all you, but I didn't. <laughs> and so I fucking buried Greg so that my staff could put food on their table. And, like, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah. They say never waste a good opportunity or never waste a good tragedy. Right. Sevon, how come every time I park my uh, – Susan asked me this the other day. How come every time I park my car in front of your house, it, a tire is missing, and then I look at your eBay account, and you're selling a tire that looks just like the tire of my house? I'm like, well, that's the tax for parking in front of my house. I was going to make more I really wish it, it didn't happen. <laughs> that's what I did. But <laughs> Look, dude, I'm just trying to move forward here. You're bringing up old shit. Well, I, I looked at our downloads um, last night. It was the first time I had looked at our downloads in – uh, months. I used to be obsessed on downloads. But, I'm glad but you we, stopped looking at them. Yeah, but we're we're. I think we're up over 20 million downloads for the show, which is fucking crazy. I never even thought because I saw some people bragging about having a million downloads. We have six mil on YouTube. So, um, Miller. Yeah, it's a, it's it, it's cool. Everything's going. I, I brought that up just because when we still don't have like you know like our sponsors are just brave as shit. Please support our sponsors because we because we just talk the truth. Oh, that's a good question. There's actually a clip, yeah, isn't there? Didn't you film that the the beginning of the riff and a behind the scenes that never came out? Oh, probably. There's all sorts of stuff. Uh, I, Trish, ask me that tomorrow, and I'll tell you some stuff. But but I did I did see some. Th- I mean, it wasn't like like someone out and slashed his tires, but but I saw Jason get treated in ways that I I personally would never treat anyone. I wouldn't even treat Tommy and Shawnee that way. Like like I w- I don't treat people to their face poorly. Okay, uh, how did HQ mistreat Kaliba Dollar ninety nine? Jiggy Josh four ninety nine. Did y'all see Matt roll with Amanda Nunez? I didn't make it that far in the video. It took too long. Uh, I gotta go. 
going to the skate park. I love you guys. Uh, I, uh, we have a show tonight at 5 PM. Yep. Caleb. Thank you. Uh, Susan. Thank you. Bye-bye.